Welcome to Fat AZ Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by a little bit sleepy Vance in the front of the Ranger. We have Todd Young on speakerphone. We also have special guest Greg Thomas from Battle of the Beast Guide Service. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. I've said it a million times. FattyZMuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Don't expect too much new, but it's there. And uh, St. Croix Rods, best on earth if you're in the market for a rod. Freshwater, inshore, ice fishing, all that crap. Check them out. St. Croix Rods. Um, Boss Shads. You know, I said it on the previous podcast. They make great stocking stuffers. You know, if if you're looking for a nice little trolling bait that kind of has its own style, its own shape, you know, please check out Boss Shads. They've put a lot of fish in Todd and Vance's boat over the years. They're uh, a great sponsor of ours, and uh, you can find Boss Shads. Vance, do you remember the list? It's big. Is it big? Yeah. Do you know it? I've checked it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's bait and tackle. That's an ammo, the largest Boss Shad dealer. In ammo. That's right. Yeah. Ravina, Ohio. The online store is up. I actually did see they have a Facebook page too. They have a big spread of Boss Shads. Muskie Tackle Online, nice. Team Rhino Outdoors, Triple J in West Virginia, Ross's Sports Shop, Chautauqua Reel Outdoors, Thorn Brothers. And if you're north of the border, Vance, where do you go? Mm. How about I just tell you where to go? You better tell me. North Shore Tackle in Canada. So, please, if you're looking to get baits, you know, maybe your wife needs some baits. Please check out Boss Shad. Pink Tiger. Pink Tiger. All right. And, uh, Todd, how about, how about you hit up your plugs and then round it up with some Wileys? Yeah, we have uh, Todd Young at uh, MuddyCreekFishingGuides.com, MCFishAndGuides.com. Look us up. We do a little bit on Facebook. We do some stuff on the uh Online, you know, the best thing to do is just uh, get a hold of me. I got the schedule out, booked a bunch of trips today. I made the schedule this morning, and uh, we'll get you going. Vance and I are ready to go, take you out, get you on some fish, Chautauqua. Prison Chautauqua Lake all summer from the last Saturday in May to, through November. And then, uh, you know, I'll do some trips here in Pennsylvania in April, May. And, uh, you know, give us a shout got lots of guys interested so now's the time to get a hold of me to do that and then next we have our, our another sponsor we have right now is uh wiley lures dale wiley of wiley lures elwood city pennsylvania you can pick those up at uh you'd have to get a hold of uh donald sports shop up here in portersville pennsylvania he's got some inventory other than that uh no o'donnell's they don't have just, do, they don't have a O'Donnell's, website. You, you got to kind of look them up in the phone book. Oh no, he does have a website. <laughs> he, 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 they have a page. You can look them up, and he uh, he's got some stuff in stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You interested? That's probably your best shot to get one. <laughs> now, Greg, you sounded a little bit interested. Signal. Yeah, Greg. Whatever. Are you, you going to ta- you going to call up O'Donnell's and uh, take the entire inventory? Well, no. Are you gonna are you gonna call up O'Donnell's and, and take him for all his inventory? Well, that's what I need to do. I text I text him now. I found out he texts, which is really funny. But he doesn't text fast. But he does. Uh, I was shocked when I found out that he does text. So that's how I put my order in from now on. 
so he's got a record of it. <laughs> yeah, he, might, he might be yeah. he might be rocking the flip phone still. I'm not sure. What now? He might be rocking the flip phone still. Oh he is. He, he is. Trip. Well, he yeah. has one six times to get an A, and then he passes <laughs> it, and then he, yeah. oh, yeah, all trust me. Yeah, and me and him texting are, it's always fun. Nice. Uh, so, Greg, you used to Wiley's. Oh, I love Wiley's. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're uh, definitely, they caught my two biggest fish in Kentucky, have been on Wiley bait, my longest, uh, and... Uh, some of my uh, heaviest fish down here have been on Wiley. St. Clair, we've done really good on Wiley. Um, I had to make me a, I don't even know what the thing's called, um, a 12-inch. Because um, it might be 12-inch or something. Did he call them Kowalskis or something like that? Yeah. Yes. A real, yes. A real big one. Um, at night, night trolling in Minnesota, um, those were really good um, for me. Uh, in the late, late fall, when, when I would nitro out there a little bit, I don't do it near as much anymore. But, uh, no, I've caught, you know, hundreds of fish on Wiley. They, you know, Dale is, uh, those baits are, yeah, they're definitely one of my favorites uh, when trolling. Uh, wherever. So they're definitely, so they're definitely not obsolete anymore. No, they're not obsolete. No, they ever, <laughs> no I don't think so either. Were they no, ever they're, uh, that's the one thing we get. He uh, he's still uh, still making a great bait. They're always going to catch fish, and you know he's got uh, the paint jobs are probably some of the best paint jobs I've ever seen. Second to my paint by number ones that I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, no, I yeah, I paint a mean black, and I think his is even better. Yeah, black uh, is hard to paint. The uh, sharpie. He's uh, no, he, I I just I really like Dale's mates, and like I said, every year. He always has, I always have a certain number of fish in my boat are always on his lures, and usually one of the higher numbers. Awesome. That's great. So check them out. Try to find Wiley's if you can. Beat Greg to the phone call. And, uh, <laughs> text. Text. I'm a good text. Text. That's <laughs> right. Text. So we probably shouldn't give out Dale's phone number to text him. No. He wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So if you want Wiley's, just make sure you text every order through text. How about this? Just text Greg. Exactly. And, and, make, him, and make him repeat it. That's even better. <laughs> uh, that would be even better. Dale would retire. Uh, he, would, he would say, enough, the hell with this. I'm he done. throw his phone out the window. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm only doing mail orders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as long as I can have a camera on him when he starts getting them to be, oh, that'd be trifling. Uh, he tried to put his phone on airplane mode or something to stop him. That's not, that yeah. comes on the flip, and, you know, there's no airplane mode on the flip phone. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You just got to hold the end end button for like ten seconds, and it just powers. Pull the, the battery out. Yeah. The old trick of oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he would not be a phone user after after about the fifth or that went through. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that yeah. phone would be a uh, would be in pieces against the wall. Uh, is what I'm thinking. All right, so now that we've thrown uh, one of our major sponsors under the bus. Yeah. Um, What's next? What should we do now? Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg. Yeah. Hit, what? hit your plugs, Greg. Let's talk to Greg. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I got, uh, if you want to find out what I'm doing, we got a lot of stuff getting ready to come up here. I got, uh, just finished the guide here. Um, I've been, uh, I'm a traveler, so I've been all over. I just got home about two weeks ago, um, from, uh, St. Clair. I start out though in Kentucky at Cave Run Lake. Um, used to do Green River some, don't do it as much anymore. But we start out, uh, typically, you know, early March, weather permitting. Typically by then, though, it's usually pretty good. And even right now, I mean, we got open water right now. Um, uh, it, it has been cold here the last few weeks, but we've still got open water right now. A uh, few guys are fishing. Um, but usually I don't start my guide season until early March. And then I, I fish in Kentucky down on Cave Run until about, uh, early to mid June. Um, that's always a good time down here. And then, uh, as of about three years ago, I started going to, um, Lake St. Clair, um, in, Can- in Michigan for the summers. And I spend that time up there from like mid June to mid to late September. And then I moved to Western Minnesota and I fish a bunch of the lakes up there. None really, you know, well-known lakes. There, none of them are big. I fish some of the smaller lakes, um, lakes in the, uh, you know, three to 6,000 acre range. Not like Minnesota's got the huge lakes. I used to do Mille Lacs is 130,000 acres and Leech Lake's 115,000 acres, you know, really big lakes. But I do the smaller lakes out there. I mainly do a, a trophy, trophy live bait bites in the fall. And, uh, then I come back, uh, that's still about the, second week in november and uh then it starts getting starts getting iffy up there this year you could have fished to the end of season which is november 30th but uh they they were able to you know with the warm weather you could go later but typically that second week of november some things start really turning turning nasty and then i moved back to lake st Clair, uh where i fished until uh, the first week of December or so until it, um, the weather kind of runs me out of there. And then I come home. So I'm on the road about five months um, with the guide service. Uh, if you're interested, you can go to Battle the Beast uh, guide service or you can go to battlethebeast.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or uh, on Facebook. Uh, Instagram at, uh, at Fish Greg Thomas. Um, I put a lot of pictures and stuff up there. Uh, a few videos, um, also got some YouTube stuff. You can search for me on the same thing. And then right now we start our sports show season, which, uh, we'll start next uh, two weeks actually at the Chicago Muskie show. But, um, what we got going on is we got me and Tony Grant, we got a Muskie road rules, which is a, a thing that we started, uh, I think this is our 13th year now for this. And basically, it's winter seminars that we put on. Uh, we're going to be doing one in the Butler, Pennsylvania area. There, Vance, you're going to you're still in, right? Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> this has been a great time to say no. <laughs> F that, man. I'm done. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, that's, uh, you know, we're going to be doing basically what it is. It's a six-hour seminar. Todd's done uh, these with us before. Andy, you came to. 
uh, one hour, one or two. You've come to one or two, right? Yeah, I only spoke at the one. I think that was what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've done these, like I said, for a long time. And, uh, it's a fun six hours. Uh, you know, a couple, three seminars we put on. We've always got some good raffles. Uh, we've got some, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we sell through sponsors and stuff that we have um, through donations um, there that, that, you know, we always have some good deals on things for people. And a lot of people have a good time at it. It always seems to be fun. And uh, the minimal charge, 35 bucks at the door. This year, the one thing we are doing is all active and veteran military get in free. Um, we're doing that this year, plus women get in free and, uh, children under the age of 16 are free. So oh, it's nice. a, uh, it's a good event. Everybody's there. It's fun. We've got a complete list. You can go to Muskie Road Rules, Muskie with a Y, uh, roadrules.com is our website and has a list of all the events. And if you sign up early, uh, you can sign up online with PayPal and you'll get a free, uh, stealth leader at the event. So nice. we got that. And then we've also got the Ohio Muskie Show coming up, uh, something that me and Tony took over about four years ago. And uh, it's in Columbus, or actually Hilliard, Ohio. It's, um, it's on January 21st, or 20th, 21st, and 22nd, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, really nice little event we got there. Uh, a lot of booths from... You know, I think we have people coming you know, with some Canadian booths. We have um, guys out, you know, you guys are going to be there. Um, we've got, Dale's going to be there. So you can order your Wiley, you don't have to text him. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, uh, Thorn Brothers, all the way from out from Minneapolis, is going to be there. Just a lot of, I think we're going to have about uh, 71 booths this year uh, at the show. We'll nice. All together. Right nice. Now. Yeah, no, it's it's a good deal. It's just you know when you're, I you know like I said, we've been doing this sports show now for for four years, and inevitably there's always going to be at least two cancellations the day of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's when if you ever you know if you are at a show and you see a booth marked kids booth or coat rack, that's because that person canceled the day of. You got to do something with the booth. <laughs> that's the one thing we've learned, and we're doing those. We've got that going on we've got a ton of vendors going to be there this year and it should be great ten dollars to get in you can get a weekend pass for 20 bucks um and it's just a really really good um good event we've actually if you've been there in the past we rearranged the front room a little bit to make it look um a little more open and make the aisles we got rid of the the two big aisles right in the middle and uh, going down so we turned everything the other way and have it running uh Length, not length of the room, but uh, caddy corner where we have short aisles, and uh, we just have it a little more open in there, and I think it's going to be better, better traffic flow um, for the whole show. That'll give everybody a little more traffic, but uh, it should be uh, should be good. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, I think that's about all I've got. <laughs> that's a long list. Man. That, you guys are are non stop. the list. From as soon as you yeah no it's gonna yeah no we're always on the road and always moving and and stuff this is really my only time that I'm home and can do anything and actually as we're speaking I'm staring at a computer screen that I've been trying to make a new sports show booth on because the lady told me I had to have a tour by tomorrow we're 
I can't have it. So, <laughs> so I guess budgeting uh, your time to be on this show is probably smart. <laughs> what? <laughs> budgeting your time to be on our show is is a wise move. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just can't get enough. Oh. I mean, you just said there's open water down in Kentucky. You're probably itching to get out there. Yeah, it'd be nice. I got some buddies that are going to go out this week. Um, you know, with Christmas coming up, they've got, you know, people with their vacations, they're off for Christmas. So, I mean, it's supposed to be ridiculously warm down here this weekend over, you know, basically Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, and Monday following Christmas, we're supposed to be pushing 70. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be 60 on Christmas Day and 67 the Monday following, mm. uh, which usually means this time of year, uh, it's going to be windy and it's probably going to rain. Um, yeah, but, uh, it is going to be warm and, you know, but it's been, I mean, we've been cooler. I don't know what you guys have got up there. I mean, we're, oh gosh, uh, the last four days have been, you know, pretty, pretty chilly. You know, we had a couple of days there, the highs are even, we've been getting up to freezing. But, it, uh, it was negative one this you know, morning. Our, <laughs> it was what? Negative one. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some no. there's some hard water around us right now in areas. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, we don't have hard water. We don't have any. I mean, we rarely freeze down here. I mean, rarely. Um, I'd say up until the last three years, four years, we didn't freeze for probably 25 years um, down here. Wow. And when I say freeze. I'm not talking the whole lake either. Um, you know, I'm just talking like the bays. Sometimes we'll get a little skiff on there. Uh, two years ago, we actually had uh, we actually had some ice. Um, the marina probably had four inches, five inches of ice on it, um, and the main lake actually had a little bit of ice. Uh, and that's pretty odd for us. We usually don't I, uh, don't have that. I I remember your protege there uh tony grant telling us how his boat was frozen <laughs> into the dock one time oh geez yeah just a couple yeah. years ago yeah like froze yeah, froze, no, it, froze oh, yeah, no, he didn't pull it out and yeah <laughs> so it yeah, can't happen yeah oh yeah i mean it rarely rarely happens but <laughs> it typically you won't see that happen um for any length of time i mean if it if it if it mm-hmm. freezes like that for more than two days, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, down yeah. here, um, it's typically a pretty slow transition, and uh, nothing. You know, we we don't we don't freeze. I mean, that's just something we don't ever deal with. But yeah. I will say, the last four years, we've had a couple of times like that where it, it it seems like it's getting colder later. That's the thing. That's the most annoying. Yeah, thing, uh, <laughs> where. You know, typically by mid-February, we're on the turnaround, and we're starting to see some warmer days, and it's actually been up until like the 1st of March or so here lately um, before it really, you know, we start seeing that change from winter to, okay, well, spring's finally, you know, it's it's warming up a little bit. Um, yeah. But hopefully this, this year will be one of those years that, that we don't have to worry about that, we don't have to deal with uh, that, and it'll be, it'll be nice because... You know, down here, our our fish are the fattest. Um, that that January, February, 
early March. Now I don't get to fish them in January, and you know, occasionally in February I'll get to get out. Um, but that early March is always it's all pre-spawn fish. So yeah, that's what we've got down here, and these fish uh, are chubby. They they don't really spawn in Kentucky. They just kind of do their uh, uh, go through the motions, but nothing really ever happens. And then they do, you know, some fish do reproduce, but they, it's so low that they, they substitute the stocking to make fishable numbers. That's why they, uh, that's basically why they do the stocking uh, that they do. So it's like, it's like PA. There's a lot of, they, they chalk PA up to be like a put and take, even though people are really taking those muskies. But I mean, so you're saying that, it's just not happening at cave natural reproduction what? much very little i mean there's there's always some um uh, in the spring like in uh, april uh typically early april when the fish start going you know start thinking about spawn uh you'll see them run up the the creeks um mm-hmm. you know, my my parents live oh about oh, how far is that 6 miles uh, from one end of the lake, uh, from kind of the, the, the south end of the lake. And one of the main creeks that feeds the lake runs right through one of their fields. And there'll be muskies in there early in the year um, it, when they try to run up to spawn. And I'm sure some of those fish that make those moves like that um, do spawn. Now, of course, they all don't run up in there. Um, but the ones that do... You know, they're, again, getting into a, a stream environment where you got current, a little bit of vegetation, basically everything you don't have in the lake that they need to spawn in um, is what they, at least that's what the DNR tells us. Um, whether they're, uh, you know, there's no super good spawn that actually happens. And, and you know, it, it, yeah, I can't say anything because it, it keeps the stocking program going and, and we get, you know, up to... Yeah. 3,000 3, fish a year, uh, 12 to 16 inches. So mm. Those are big stocking. That's a big stuff. Yeah. Those are big for stocking fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they used to do fingerlings. They used to do uh, like four to 6,000 fingerlings uh, mm-hmm. a year. And then they found through their studies that, that it just wasn't. They had, The mortality rate was, was way higher in that than whether then them stocking the bigger ones the advanced so and they raise them right here i mean they, you know our whole fishery our whole dnr uh they go in and they electro fish typically the the last week of march first week of april they drive around the shock boat and they do a electro fishing they get most of our brood stock uh from below the dam out of the river that actually flows out of the spillway uh they go down there and they'll collect uh 15 or so uh big females take them to the hatchery um they'll uh they'll milk the eggs uh fertilize them do all the stuff there and, and usually have eggs hatched by like i don't know may sometime and then by middle to end of october they pump so much food in these things most of them are in that 12 inch or bigger range i i would uh, I, they, I started a petition it didn't catch on but i was trying to get pennsylvania to stock like 28 to 30 inches, <laughs> they got a real good chance of living when they get that big. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Are, what <laughs> yeah. I just say 40 inches. Screw it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, just, just start. Start. 
Yes. Okay. Just, I, I just go up. Just go to St. Clair, Dragon Net, and then just throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, I got a great question for Greg here. Uh, all your travels, all these years mm-hmm. of doing this, you know, you start and start at the cave. You get to you. You fish Minnesota and Wisconsin, guiding in those places. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your these guys that want to catch the big one, mm-hmm. the big one? And then you have your guys that just want to catch some fish. I know what you're yep. going to say when you're going to try to go catch some fish. Mm-hmm. What what what's your uh, what would you tell these guys that want to go catch the big one? What if they're willing? Where, well, first off, if they're wanting to catch a big fish, the one thing I got to ask them is if they've ever caught a big one before. Um, yeah, because they've got to be able to handle the skunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. If they yeah. want to go after a big one, so they wanted to hear. My, yeah. My main thing is I, I, they've got to be able to handle the skunk because. You know, you're already fishing for the lowest population, the lowest population density of fish in the lake. Uh, yeah, and then now you're, and then now you're, you're going to try to target bigger fish. So you just, you know, divided that pie by you know twenty, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. you're <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's just a horrible probability, and uh, yeah. so you know, you got to be able to. Find out that well, and I and I and I, I'll tell you, I've been really, really fortunate um, that I've done it for a long time. This is my twenty-first year of full-time guiding, and I've been able to a lot of my guys that I fish with. I, I fish with a lot of the same guys every year, and a lot of guys that I fish with, I started out fishing with them as when they started musky fishing. So yeah, they that we we we've grown through the. I just want to catch one. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's how everybody is. You just want to catch one, and then the next goal is I want to catch two in a day. Yeah, uh, yep. and then you know I want to catch multiple ones. And then after a while, you're like, okay, well, this is fun, but now I want to catch a big one. And it's a lot easier with a guy that you've kind of grown up with. You know what I'm saying? That you've helped mm-hmm. develop mm-hmm. into that because they can handle the skunk. And yeah. Because you're going after bigger fish, you got to handle the skunk. If I'm going to take somebody fishing, and they truly want a trophy fish. Um, and it doesn't matter where we go. It would probably be the live bait Minnesota fishing because that is where I, my, on average, that's where I get every fourth fish is typically over 50 inches. Um, um, but again, you gotta be able to handle the skunk because it's going to happen. Yeah. Please don't you know, tell up me. There, I'm pulling live bait, and I'm pulling on average uh, sucker minnows in the 16 to 21 inch range. Wow. So I'm pulling big bait, fishing it certain ways um, on lakes that have, in my opinion, the higher population density of the bigger fish. And so you got to be able to, you know, with that, you've got you've got all the other factors that come in there. You got the weather. You got the you know, mm-hmm. all the, all the crap. And, uh, but that's where I would tell them, you know, is Minnesota. Um, if they want to try, you know, you know and, and I have guys ask me that, but they want to do it. You know, they can't go to Minnesota. Okay. They, they want to come to say, yeah. okay. They're like, well, I live in Kentucky. I can't travel like that. Uh, I would tell them come, uh, late May, early June in Kentucky. The last, over the last, 
eight years, uh, my biggest fish has always came during that time period um, in Kentucky, um, usually jigging, since we got onto the uh, the bondy jigging pipe uh, in the deeper water and the deeper trees. Um, that's always when the bigger fish come. Again, it is it, it, it you got to be able to handle the skunk, and you got to be able to handle yep. it's not the most exciting fishing in the world, but it does pay off big. Um, and then so that's funny that, that, that uh, all, all all the fishing you're doing. I mean, to you know, you know what you're saying is you know looking at that getting that big one. You're talking about jigging and sitting there and watching suckers. You know, it's different than the regular trolling and throwing gliders and jerk baits and rubber baits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and not saying that that other stuff won't catch big fish. Oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, that's the thing is I'm not saying it won't because it will. I mean, we were talking before we got done here about about (laughs) big baits. You know, you like the bigger baits and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and some of the smaller baits will frustrate you sometimes and, and, but there's that time when that little bait gets a, you know, gets a big bite. I mean, does it, does it yeah. usually, or is it, is it consistently doing it? No. Um, mm-hmm. but big, mm-hmm. if you're going to go after and target the bigger fish, I mean, there's certain things you got to do, um, that to, to do that. I, I really think so. I mean, it's in, there's certain yeah. times of year. That's the other thing. There's certain times of year that those bigger fish are, more susceptible to, um, yeah, you know, they're just, they're I'd love to be able to get a hold of some of those big, uh, love to be able to get a hold of some of those big suckers and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I remember you telling me a story years ago about driving to Chicago to buy bait and bringing it back oh, yeah. to Cape run. That was many yeah. years ago. Oh, I, I did that. That was <laughs> yeah. years ago back, back when you did. Oh yeah. Back when that was before yeah. the whole, um, you know, fish herpes or something, whatever that is, you know, yeah. 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 Across yeah. the state lines and then you got yeah. it. And yeah. it, just, it drives me nuts. And I mean, who knows? Because that's the, that's the thing down here right now in, in Kentucky is the, is the, the live bait bite. Uh, I was doing it like you said, like I said, you know, I used to drive up north. I mean, I was doing yes. every two weeks. I was doing turn and burns to Chicago to buy bait. I mean, it was, I was like, I was a bootlegger. And I was going up there and trying to get the stuff <laughs> coming back, and and I mean it worked, it still works. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, yeah. is, these guys you can't get the stuff. Just like what you're saying is you can't get yeah yeah um, the bait. And even the bait that I'm buying up in uh, in Minnesota, it's hard to it's hard to get. I mean you got to. It's like buying, you know, it was like buying weed in high school. You got to know a guy. <laughs> you got to meet him. You got to do it at night. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. You got to, uh, you got to be able, and because it, it's hard to find the kind of size bait you want. And here, the way guys are doing it is they're uh, they're wearing to catch it themselves. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. you got to go to a creek and you got to sit there with corn. And you, you know, yeah. that's something. I mean, and that's <laughs> what these guys are doing. And, uh, you know, I got to give them. Credit. I think Lance told us a little bit about that. Lance. Yeah. Doing oh, a little bit man. Of that they're, they're, yeah. They're, that's basically what you got to do. I mean, uh, you know, because you can't, you know, we were talking about it today. Daryl was over at my house and we were working on some stuff. And uh, Lance's dad. And, uh, you know, there's, there's like laws on the size of the hole, on the mental traps. 
and all that you can use, but you really can't use a regular minnow trap in yeah. a legal hole. I, it's, it's all, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, but, that, you know, but you can't, you know, again, you got to have a certain size opening if you're going to have, a, you know, a certain size fish swim in there. That makes sense. And yeah. um, that's the whole crazy thing about it. But I don't think sometimes, especially on waters where fish aren't used to seeing live bait, I don't think you need the big stuff all the time. You know, because down here, these guys were getting this fall. They had a really good live bait bite. I mean, and they were using small stuff. I mean, you know, like 10-inch, 12-inch, you know. And, that, again, that's not that's not tiny. Yeah, that's not small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's not like, you know, the big stuff that you see up in your, your yeah. northern areas, like Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Mich, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But they're getting, you know, you're, you don't have to have something that's, 18, 19 inches long uh, to maybe get a big fish in a body of water where they're not used to seeing that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. kind of what we've uh, we found out. Um, and I don't think it always takes suckers. I mean, if you could get chubs or if you could get uh, yeah. anything. I mean, baby carp, which I've never seen a baby carp. I don't know where carp go with it. Though. No, I, I don't know what they look like either. I only know, I know 20 pounds plus carp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think carp kill their two feet. I don't know how they get that big. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they do before they turn two feet. I don't, I don't know, know what they, they look, look like carp. either. Yeah, <laughs> I have never seen a carp under two feet. So <laughs> No. Uh, no. I've hardly ever seen one that's not at a marina eating bread. Yeah. But <laughs> they, uh, they how, that's how small, the thing. How, how small a bait are you worried about these fish just like sucking them down real quick? You know, that's the thing. And just swallowing um, them. The smaller the bait you use, the quicker you set the hook. Uh, yeah. You know, I got a buddy down here this fall that didn't have any fish die, didn't gut hook any of them, and he used circle hooks on the little on the little bait. Uh, on the like small scub suckers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on that stuff. Never killed the fish. Mm-hmm. Said they worked really good. Um, yeah. Uh, a guy, uh, the guy's down here with us, Mike Jones is his name, and he... He did really well on those. Um, and, you know, but something that small, you know, especially a bigger fish, you know, I'm making quick strike. I've been making my own quick strike rigs forever um, for the, especially the bigger suckers. So I'm going to have some at the shows this year, just because you can't find a quick strike for big suckers anywhere. Yeah. Um, when I, you know, suckers over 15 inches. So, I'm making some of my own, and, and they they've worked really well for me. The the hooking percentages on these things have been really well, have been really good. But I'm making some too that you can use on like 12 inch, 12 to 14 inch suckers uh, as mm-hmm. well. And those you want to set. I mean, you don't want to give them. You know the old rule of you know when a muskie grabs a sucker with a single hook, you light a cigarette uh, or light a cigar and all that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Swim yeah. around and you know that's something you don't do. Basically. You know, you're you're setting the hook fairly quick. Uh, typically, like in Minnesota, uh, with the bigger suckers, what I'm doing, and even down here, uh, I got to come back and me and Lance and Daryl uh, went out right before or right after Thanksgiving and uh, fished some suckers on Cave Run and and caught uh, we caught two, one nice forty six. Um, you can, I mean, they're not going to sw- typically they're not just going to suck it right now. Typically, yeah. grab it by yeah. the side. Typically, just behind the head, and then they're going to chomp. You know, you'll you'll actually see the rod temp. You know, you'll feel it chomp them to try to turn it. Um, now, up in Minnesota, I fish really, really clear water where you can see 
uh, you know, after turnover up there, you know, gosh, I can see, you know, one lake I fish, I can see 22 feet down. Mm-hmm. Uh, another lake I can see 15 feet down. I mean, I can see the thing wow. down there. I can see exactly what it's doing. And uh, so it gives you a good idea of when you can set. But, you know, the whole key with live bait is setting. You know, you want the fish moving. You want it going away from you. And you want to be able to set the hook back in its face. Um, that's the yeah. key to live bait fishing. The other key is now it's setting to the side. Uh, to me, is is good. And you want to have, you know, you want to make sure your drags are locked. No drag at all. So nothing slips when you set. All the power comes through it, and then super, super heavy line, you know, 150, 130, that you don't break on a hook set. Are you guys typically, like, casting while you're doing this, or you're, like, live well, bait fishing? Minnesota has a lovely rule of one rod. Oh, yeah, one rod, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, and to be honest with you, I've casted, I've done the casting thing, I've done the casting thing in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I've done the casting thing in Wisconsin. I've done it every place I've ever fished like that. <clears throat> and I will say, Wisconsin and Kentucky, a lot of times you get a fish to come in on the on the on the on the artificial. It'll grab, you know, it might grab the yeah. or it, you know, you got a player in the game. Well, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, I've just never really had that happen. And mm-hmm. some guys have told me, you know, they, you know, oh, it always works. Well, I would love to fish with them and see how their always works works. Because it has never worked. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, maybe it has, and I've just not noticed it. But to me, I would rather have three suckers, and if I got two, me and two guys, I'd rather have three suckers in the water rather than one guy cast. And, but the boat's and drier. In the water. And two guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's that? That was a stupid joke. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy's good. For the uh, the way the. The way it works, though, is it, to me that's easier. And we're not just sitting. I mean, we're actually trolling. I mean, you can, you know, I'm going typically anywhere from 0.5 to 0.8 and working weed. You're dragging them through. Um, yeah. yeah. We're dragging them through different levels. I got one on a bobber or a planer board away from the boat, just letting them do that. And, uh, different weights on them, you know, with a big sucker. Um, I just put a video up on uh, Facebook today and on Instagram. I don't know if uh, you guys seen that or not, but it's of a, your, your it's kicker, a you can see your kicker motor. Yeah, what? you can see the fish. You can, you see, can a see the fish. fish you can see giant. the prop on your kicker. Yeah. 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 Well, that fish there—that's a fifty and a half incher. Uh, we caught that fish, um, but that fish—that was forty-five. That video there was forty-five minutes in to it following me, um, and you know that's that awesome. was uh, <laughs> at one point. At one point, I had, you know, the, you know, when I get one following, you can do a lot of different things. You got to kind of know, you know, the more active the fish is, the more chances you, you probably got to that fish bite. It's just like follows on a lure. If he comes up real lazy and, uh, you know, stuff like that, then you're probably not going to get that fish. But, you know, that fish there, I drug out. It, it came up on the sucker in, in 16 feet of water on a weed edge and, and, uh, I jacked the trolling motor up to two miles an hour and drug it out to 35 feet of water, drug it back in, drug it back out, trying to make the fish bite, trying to trigger it with speed, trying to trigger it with depth changes. And finally, uh, I put the music on there because you could not play the language. It was, it was <laughs> not pretty. Uh, so, but we went out to 35 feet of water, and I just told the guy, I said, we're just going to set on it. And uh, 
I at the end of the video you see the fish dive down and typically if you see a fish stand on its head going down at something, that's typically a good sign that that fish is probably going to be go vertical on them. And that one, uh, we sat up there for like 20 minutes and it, it literally what happened, I got it on video. Um, uh, I told the guys, I said, well, let's just go back up to the edge. This one isn't going to do it. And we didn't know, I don't know how long the fish had been on. Uh, cause all of a sudden the guy looks over the side, one of my guys look over the side of the boat and he goes, oh, there he is. And it was just sitting down there with a sucker in its mouth. It hadn't even moved. So who knows? It might have bit. I don't know what it did. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that sucker fishing is just crazy and intrigues me. It, I did it when it, I was it, a kid. It's but fun. <laughs> it's fun. It, it's it one of those deals you kind of learn. You learn how they bite. Uh, yeah. You learn that, you know, the stuff that they do to lures is the exact same stuff they do to suckers. Do live bait. Yep. Uh, you also learn that just because your sucker gets really nervous does not mean that there's a muskie around it or that doesn't, you know, yeah. because some of them, you know, especially <laughs> in clear water, that's where I've got the advantage over fishing dirty water. Um, cause I can watch them. I mean, I can pretty much, I always keep one sucker off the back, you know, where I can see it. Um, cause I want to be able to watch that sucker at all times so I can see fish come short, up. Short line and suckers. Yeah. And so, yeah. You're you're always watching that fit, that sucker. I'm always standing up back there. Or, uh, somebody in my boat is always standing up back there, and you know, with polarized glasses, watching it. And you'll see fish, you know. And I, I I've got a oh, I think I've got about twenty five sucker. You know, I put a GoPro on about on a sucker on a few suckers a few years ago, and I think I got like twenty five follows uh, on the GoPro of uh, fish. Wow. Don't bite them. And they just kind of swim up to him, look at him. One was way more interested in the GoPro than he was in the sucker. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 they just don't. It's really weird. They, 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 I don't know if the muskie gives a sign or a signal to that sucker that you need to be nervous. But it could be just a lazy, you know, it's weird. Some of them just swim up to it. The sucker doesn't move at all. And sometimes they swim to it and the sucker goes nuts and... Uh, so does, uh, so does the fish. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to talk. It's like anything else. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to it. It's, it's, you know, sucker fishing is, is more than, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you can, yeah. I say, you know, trolling. It's like the guys are talking about trolling is, you know, oh, you just go there and throw it out. Oh, so you just throw a bird beta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're out there and you, you yeah. ask if you want mustard. That's you not what trolling yes. is and that's not what sucker is. <laughs> if you do it right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's, that's the thing, but. For big fish, I will say that that's probably, because uh, I did, how many days did I do this year? I did uh, 40, so from like September 25th to November 12th. Any of you that's really good at math can tell me how many days that is. And we had, Andy, uh, Andy. Well, and I don't there even you know go. how long those months are, how many um, days are in those months. <laughs> Sorry, he's looking for the mustard. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> The uh, every day we had uh, nineteen over fifty. Uh, wow! 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 So that's you know that's that's crazy. Thing. And we and you do have occasional you know you occasionally have so you go seventy six fish goofy days where you get multiples, but um, mm-hmm. and you do get smaller fish. But I'm using like I said big bait yeah. where like if a forty you know and you know you've seen this before too. You know, you're using an eight inch bait and you got a twenty two incher grab it. 
So yep. same thing yep. with soccer fishing. I'm using an 18 inch sucker and I got a 40 incher grab that. And yeah. it, you, the chances of you landing that fish, setting the hook and hooking that fish is not good because it's got a small bite radius and the chances mm-hmm. of that fish actually having its mouth near a hook, um, or around a hook is probably not that good versus a 50 inch fish. He's got a big bite radius and can probably wrap his wrap his chompers around a, a hook. Now, let me um, ask you this. Uh, that's where it, uh, if you have, uh, let's just say you see a smaller fish than that, you would, you know, a, a low thirties hit your sucker. Do you ever just take like, it away? Okay. Well, I'm let, not going to, I don't want to waste. Well, let's just say he's chomping. The guys I've got sucker fishing with me, you know, and, and I, I kind of talk to them about it. We're not going to catch that fish on that sucker. So do, do you like try to it. gently bring it in and just like, eh, let's try to scoop them even without setting oh, the hook? Yeah. yeah, you can do that. If they're, if the water's cool or if that fish is really stupid, you can, you can do that easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can <laughs> bring it up really slow. I mean, I caught last year, I caught a 46 inch or four times, the same one, same fish came up the same spot. Uh, I caught it twice one day. Oh my uh, gosh. It, it, uh, and and every time I caught it, the fish was old. It was stupid. It had mange. It had uh, it had no teeth. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. We just we used every time we caught it, we reused the sucker because it it never won the sucker. Every time the sucker never broke free of the rig. I don't know how this fish had it, um, but the sucker never had a to- never had a tooth mark in it. So we just reused the same sucker. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And a lot of times, sucker fishing. This is another thing you learn. Because I've got some of the guys I sucker fish with. I mean, they're big guys. I mean, these guys can set the hook. And uh, you know, it's amazing sometimes that you don't break that fish free of the rig. It gives you an idea of how hard these fish chomp down on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we land, yeah. we land a lot of fish on suckers that don't that aren't even hooked. You know, mm-hmm. they they just they just didn't let go. Um, I mean, that, that happens every year. I mean, you get a certain percentage of those fish, and you know, and, and then you also get a certain percentage of those fish that, that just burp it right back up at you once they, you get them up to the surface. Um, but uh, it, it, it's fun. I, I really enjoy it. And again, it's like I said, for, for big fish, um, it's, it's definitely a big fish pattern. I've got more fish that I think are in excess of 40 pounds. Um, on suckers than I have anything, you know, on, on the live bait. Mm-hmm. I've saw some, I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got to look through Facebook there. I saw some great pictures mm-hmm. that you're taking and a lot of, you know, lately here, the, mm-hmm. the, all the sucker fish. I mean, that's just, uh, that's good stuff. You, you have upped your <laughs> yeah, game on the photos. It, it, it's a fish in the boat. I don't care how they come in the boat. I'm the same way with, with deer hunting. We've just got over a podcast with deer hunting about I don't care if you shoot it with a bow, rifle, pellet gun. A dead deer is a dead deer. Exactly. Fish in the boat, a fish in the boat. That's the way I look at it. So. Yeah, oh, I, that's, that's cool. exactly right. And, and what it does, too, is, is, you know, it's a different avenue. And Like I said, you just learn a lot from it. And, and I, I like the whole learning aspect and, and seeing what they're doing down there and, and watching them because when they come up to those suckers you can really see you know it's just really fun to watch how they're doing it and 
Um, it's amazing, too, sometimes how fast those fish and those suckers are in that real cold water. Um, you know, how fast they'll move on each other. You know, that the fish yeah. come up there and... You if, know, they the one thing to, if they need to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It, <laughs> uh, it, they're not... They're not happy about their situation. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they, they try to get the hell out of there. But they're, you know, and, and the other thing, too, that I've kind of noticed the last couple of years or kind of learned a little bit is, you know, if you get fish that are, because you'll get fish that just are, you know, that'll just stay following. Like I said, that fish that is on that video that's on Facebook right now, that's 45 minutes into uh, us screwing around with it. And that fish, finally bit but if you get a fish like that a lot of times if you can get another sucker in the game meaning if you've got him down there looking at one if you can pull another sucker over there and all of a sudden now there's two with him sometimes that makes them you know but oh gee there's a herd and uh they'll uh they'll grab one i've seen that work a lot too but then there's some days that it just you know, it's like anything, a dead, flat, calm, sunny day. It's musky day. fishing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a dead, flat, calm, sunny day. It's a dead, flat, calm, sunny day. Sometimes it just ain't good. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, it's just, it's musky fishing still. Just because you got something alive out there don't mean you're going to, you're going to knock them dead. Yeah. Yep. How about so. that, that, uh, you, you threw up a photo maybe a month ago or so. Uh, it was a side image. Uh, from your side imaging, I, I think it was on one of your yep. your helixes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a silhouette of a muskie, like thin dorsal. Everything. Oh yeah, that's the best one I've ever gotten. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, was that live bait fishing? That was live bait fishing. That was actually we're up in Minnesota on a lake, and uh, that was a fish that was uh, just just so happened. I looked at my graph and looked at because on my graph I always have. Um, I, I'm, I cut it into three blocks, and I do side scan, down scan, and, and regular sonar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the side scan is always the biggest. And, uh, yeah, we were just going around weed clumps and uh, looked on the screen, and that was definitely – that's one of the few times I can say, well, there's a monkey. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm 100% <laughs> confident that I'm not just making this up. And, uh, <laughs> and that was – that had to be a, you know, because, I mean, it was. It had, you know, I could, you could see the fins, you could see the tail, you could see its nose, mm-hmm. uh, you could see everything. And uh, it was, a, uh, you know, it's pretty neat. I mean, I, I'm kind of an electronic junkie. I think that stuff's really neat. I don't have the latest and greatest just because, you know, you can't, it's, you just it can't keep, up, to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't. I mean, they keep changing stuff. No. <laughs> you know, this one. And, you, and if you really look at it, you know, they might have only changed... You know, well, now you get seven colors. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they don't, you know, sometimes they don't change a lot of stuff with it. Um, you know, but I, I do think a lot of the side scan, the down imaging, all that stuff is really, really neat. You got to kind of train your mind to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a learning curve with that. Uh, but you can definitely, um, you can definitely learn and, and see and, and, uh, see how things uh, really look underneath the water, um, especially when you're going from regular sonar to uh, down scan, side scan, and all that. The only one right now that kind of looks intriguing is uh, is Garmin. 
I think it's Garmin. That live making yeah. one that you could actually, yeah, you could actually angle the sonar cone to where you can see the fish following the lure. Mm. Yeah, that that live that I saw a commercial for it. That's kind yeah, of yeah, um, where you can actually like if you're throwing a crankbait or if you're you know whatever you're using, um, you can actually see the fish come in behind it and actually uh, get the fish to bite. I think that would be kind of cool if you could rig that up trolling, especially short lining. Um, that would be pretty neat. Because yeah. then you could see exactly what you got coming up behind you. Mm. Um, I don't know how you would do that, um, but <laughs> if that if that's possible, that would be a neat thing. Especially if you could zero it into where you could get your bait in it, um, <clears throat> and then just watch oh, yeah. it, see what you had, uh, and see you know. Especially if you're doing a lot of you know like mega short line under ten feet back, um, uh, which is what we do a lot down here in the spring. Uh, I think that would, I, I think that would be pretty neat. You could see, uh, you could definitely see a, a pretty nice uh, image of a fish back there. We'll just make a small transducer, put it on your snap, have it have it connect Bluetooth, <laughs> and, and you'll just be able to see it. Put one on each line. Set your you know twelve inch screen divided by you know ten windows. And watch each bait. <laughs> You'll know if it has weeds well, yeah, on no, it. Well, now that you put it like that, then I don't know why I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. I don't know why you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't had time to make that one. Uh, I, I, I do think, I mean, that that stuff is uh, pretty neat. That water wolf camera gets some really nice footage. I don't know if you guys have seen those or played with those. Oh, on. yeah. Um, those are pretty neat. I used those on St. Clair uh, two years ago, and... I, it'd be neat if you could get like live footage, which I yeah I understand Wi-Fi doesn't travel through water, uh, or well if it does I can't make it, um, <laughs> but you can uh, you can get some pretty cool stuff. The thing is though on St. Clair with those things, I kept getting ripped, and I'd pull it in and the camera had teeth marks on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, <laughs> I had at least at least half a dozen camera strikes. Literally, camera strike uh, with those things, and I know they've actually started. Uh, I think I think they've actually started changing the color because I can't. I know I wasn't the only one because I've heard other guys. And, you know, St. Clair is. You know, I've caught fish on the sinkers. Uh, I've caught fish on weed hooks. Um, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Imp- you know they're they're very notorious for for grabbing above the bait out there at times. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about that lake. But it is a neat fishery. Yeah, that's interesting. You you take your guide and you, you actually leave Lake St. Clair and go... Elsewhere. Up to Minnesota to do that. I mean, so... I mean, that just speaks volumes for it there from my perspective. When, you know, Lake St. Clair is... Right now, if you want to catch fish, that's... That's where you oh, want to I mean, go, it's, you know? it's definitely the it's definitely the place to go, and there's and there's some really big ones out there in Lake St. Clair. But to be honest, I mean, I I lived in Minnesota uh, from 2002. Uh, and when I say lived, I mean like the summer and fall uh, again mm-hmm. from from June to mid late November uh, from 2002 till 2012 mm-hmm. and or 2013 even and. Uh, so, I mean, I've got a lot of history up there, and I, I really like the area. I, I like, you know, I like, well, areas. Uh, I've, I've fished almost the entire state. Uh, 
well, the, the entire state muskie wise I've fished uh, all the regions but uh, the it, it's just a, a neat area and I've got a lot of uh, and I and a lot of it's driven by clientele um, I have a lot of clients that just really enjoy going up there and I enjoy going up there it's nice to see shore um, you know you're on St. Clair for, yeah. <laughs> for three months and you know and, and they say 20 mile an hour winds and you're going oh this should this should be good. I get to watch people puke today. Uh, <laughs> or use the squatty potty. You, the squatty potty. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I do that. I get to watch, you know, I get to, get to watch all that stuff. But <laughs> Minnesota, you know, smaller lakes. Um, weather isn't the factor that it is on St. Clair. And from what I, again, I've not fished St. Clair in October or early November, but from everything I've been told, and I keep in contact uh, with a network of guys, um, it seems to be pretty tough. You know, that's kind of a transition period out there uh, where fish are moving in from the main lake. They're starting, you know, the water's cooling down. They're going to start moving in towards the river mouths and, and any current areas that they are in the lake. And it's kind of a transition period, which can be, you know, any of those transition periods are tough. I mean, even back when I fished my mm-hmm. last when those fishers were transitioning from weeds to rock, I mean, there was a week there where it was just like, oh boy, let's go out here and see if we can see one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it, it gets really tough. You know, you, again, you're dealing with low population densities and you got fish that are, you know, in transition. So instead of, you know, and, and St. Clair, the whole key to Lake St. Clair that I've been able to figure out is you want to find that group of fish. You know, because it's, you know, it's, St. Clair is so rich in structure, meaning it has none. Uh, <laughs> that <those> fish, yeah. <laughs> they just, they pack up out there. And if mm. you don't find that area with fish, you know, if you don't find that color line or that, you know, or you don't find that uh, area that's holding fish or holding bait or something like that, and those fish are scattered, well then, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's going to be a tough, uh, it's going to be a tough fight. And in the lakes I fish in Minnesota, um, I don't have that as much. And I think that is one of the reasons why I like it. And I think it, it helps in the, it definitely helps in finding fish and, and catching fish. And like I said, I, a lot of it's client driven too. They, they like to go up there. I like to go up there. And, and, uh, it, I think it kind of recharges my batteries too. After a while of looking at Lake St. Clair, you know, for 90 days, yeah. mm-hmm. you're looking, you know, you're looking at the ocean and there's only so many shoot craters you can see and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to, like I said, it's nice to see shore. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's another reason why I like doing it. And two, the fish are really big. So that's the other, that's yeah. the other thing. Yep. Um, is to do that. But where, where are you, you know, it, it, go ahead. Where are you keeping those suckers? Are you keeping them in your life? Well, though? in Minnesota, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the land of 10,000 lakes and 7,000 logs. So here's how you have to do it. Um, you cannot keep live bait in your boat. Okay? Hmm. So, like, if you transport, so, like, if you go to the bait store and you buy <clears throat> live bait, you can't put those in your boat and be on the highway. All right? They have to be transported in an ulterior container, and they cannot have lake water in that container. It has to be well water or something else. Wow. Uh, it, it cannot be from a lake. And so to keep them 
you know, what I do is I buy uh, from a dealer, and I go and I have a big, um, like, um, toolbox, like you see in the back of people's trucks with tools in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mine has air <laughs> uh, and I have I have aerator hoses running in it, and I keep uh, I have air, you know, I, I have auxiliary, you know, the auxiliary plugins in your truck. Um, I got two aerator pumps plugged up to it, aerator hoses running out the windows and wow. I keep them like that. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, that's how you have to do it up there. You either do that or you do a big cooler, uh, or something because you can't do it any other way in the state of Minnesota. They will write you a ticket. I know that. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's a hundred and it's a hundred and six fifty. If anybody is wondering how much the fine is to that. Oh my. Okay, so you can't keep them in your boat. How do you, you just like drag a cooler behind your boat? Well, you, I, you can. No, no, no. no. When with, transporting yeah. them from lake to lake. In oh. the water, you can have them in your boat. Okay. I was a little confused at that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. You, they're not on a life raft out there behind the boat. Oh, you just go back to your truck all the time and you hook one and run down the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, no, but you can You just can't transport them on the highway in your boat. You can't have any water. No plug can be in your boat. No water can be in your boat. No weeds can be on your trailer. Uh, no, yeah, no, no anything in the state of Minnesota. Wow. Uh, it's how that works. Uh, yeah, you have to make sure everything is dry. You have to sponge your live wells out uh, after you get off the water. Um, everything has to be dry. That's um, Minnesota state law. It doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, uh, well, you know, it, I think that's the reason why some, you know, there might be a reason why some people don't do it. And don't do it, fine. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, it actually works to my advantage because I, it, it just, it's just another thing you do. You know, it, it, it's just another thing you, you, you do is you get used to it and, it's just I have to remember when I go to each state what I've got to do, um, you know, when I when I get there. Because Michigan, you know, they they you know they don't care about the weeds on the trailers and stuff like that, so that's good. And but you know, there's there's like different like on St. Clair, you got to call in, you know, to Canada if you're in the U.S. You know, I've got a work permit to cross the border to guide in Canada, so I. I have to. I, I'm officially set up as a business in Canada um, to do international business, uh, and you know, so the, there's all these little things that you got to do, and people don't realize that when you're when you're oh, yeah. fishing guides. You know, you know they don't yeah. realize the, yeah. the paperwork that's involved. Mm-hmm. You know, we have. To, do you guys have to do boat inspections? Mm-hmm. In, uh, oh yeah, for your yeah yeah yeah. yeah that, that's something that we have to do. That's something that. That Michigan uh, requires is the boat inspections. Uh, that I and that's something that's new for me. Uh, it's not a big deal, but you just have to. No, you, know, you have to do it. You have to go and um, do it. Yeah, yeah. It is something that you got to go and do. And like I said, this year the the work permit. And I will say this: anybody that's planning on, if they do go to St. Clair this year, um, and they're staying on the U.S. side, I would bring a passport if you're going to go to Canada. Uh, by water, uh, even by water. Not I'm kidding. Yeah, they used to not make you do that. Uh, right. Last year, it started. You know, it seemed like that they were leaning more towards that. It was a little more of a hassle. If you had your passport, it was zero hassle. 
you call the number, you give them your, uh, you give them all your information, which for whatever reason, the first day I called in, they put me in as an airplane. So every day I had to call in and explain I wasn't an airplane, <laughs> but you have to call in and they, they ask you a bunch of questions. And again, it takes five minutes, but you know, if you have your passport, it's five minutes. If you don't have your passport, there's a chance that they'll just say they, they will deny you entrance. Um, wow. Uh, by water. So if you're going to do it, make sure you got a passport. It just makes things go way smoother, way smoother. Um, but you know, that's, again, that's just another thing, uh, for fishing, you know, these bodies of water, you know, fishing all the different bodies of water. You just gotta, you know, for me, you gotta kind of learn, okay, what's, what's the regulations here? And mm-hmm. what, what, what do and I have different? I mean, place? I mean, the boat, the boat inspection I do for Pennsylvania is different than the one you do in New York. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I mean, you, you know they got different weird. different things you got to have. Mm-hmm. You know, one requires an anchor, one doesn't. One requires this, one doesn't. You know. Yeah. So, well, that, when that you went to Canada, cool. they have different rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ropes, floating flashlights. This is all stuff that... Uh, you know, when I go there, I, you know, I tell people about all that stuff. And you, I mean, if you don't have it, you can get, I got in trouble because they didn't have a bailing device. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, okay, I don't have it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I always yeah. have a bailing I device have with a, me. What is, it's I my two hands. Have, you have a, yeah. I, I, yeah. I have a big old, <laughs> yeah. does this work? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a shoe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, that's the thing. I mean, the only really weird thing that, that we had to get, uh, for St. Clair um, to charter there was an overboard water light, which I had no idea what that was. Um, I don't know what that is. And it's yeah. basically it's a beacon that has a big battery in it, and if you sink uh, or if somebody goes overboard or whatever, you throw it overboard, it flips over and floats and has a strobe light that goes off. Uh, okay. And that's all I know that it does. <laughs> and I know that if you stick it in the boat, the light will not go off. Uh, we found that out. Hmm. Uh, but that's and then but then you have to have the special life jackets too. That was another thing. The type mm-hmm. one, uh, yeah, life jackets. Uh, you have to have a, a throwable ring to charter. Mm-hmm. You can't. You know, throwable mm-hmm. cushions don't matter. You got to have a ring. It's got to be a certain diameter. Um, you know, there's a lot of little stuff like that that's kind of a kind of interesting from a you know the, the business perspective that you got to have um, yeah. to do all of it. And like I said, that that's the kind of the stuff that I don't think people realize. Well, I know people don't realize, especially when I mm-hmm. when I'm fishing with them. We kind of if we talk about it, it it kind of people are a little surprised by everything that you got to got to have. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've had then, numerous people say. Do you have to have insurance to do this? I was like, insurance? No. Oh. <laughs> I got to have more than insurance. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, we got no. a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And they're like, I can't believe that. You're just taking the guy's fishing. I was like, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. The insurance thing, that's always a fun one. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I've had guys ask me that. He goes, well, do you have to have insurance? I go, no. No. Yeah. It's, it's not needed. Uh, just go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to insure everything. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just the insurance into the game and the, 
and just you know all the stuff that you got to buy and and everything like that. It's, it just it's you know a lot of people don't realize what what kind of goes on with the with the whole thing. And again, if you do multiple states, because like Minnesota, you, with what you're Minnesota. doing is crazy, man. Yeah, well, like Minnesota, you don't have anything. You have to have a business card. Here, I mean, that's all yeah. you have to have in the Minnesota to be a fishing guy. Uh, wow. There's no, you know, and it's it's just really, um, it's just really weird. You know, in Kentucky, we got, mm-hmm. you know, Cave Run uh, is one of the few lakes in the country that the Forest Service takes care of the lake. Because most lakes are Army Corps in our area, you know, because the Army mm-hmm. Corps built the lake. These aren't natural lakes. Uh, these are, you know, they're made from a river. We were made from the Licking River. And uh, it was a dammed up system. It's basically a flood control reservoir. Um, it controls, you know, basically water going to the Ohio River. And, you know, it's not a, it, it's, it, but, the, but the Army Corps does not control the lake as far as um, we're in the National Forest. We're in the National Forest. Area. And the forestry, they own, they basically dictate what happens on the lake. And if I'm not mistaken, it's one of like three lakes in the country where that happens. And uh, it, uh, so, you know, we, we, uh, we've got a good relationship, but it, it, you know, when something changes, like, you know, you remember two years ago or three years ago when the government shut down? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were the government shut down? Well, they shut the ramps down. <laughs> they put up armed guards with like dogs at the ramps. Where you cannot put your boat in the water, okay? Yeah, because that's federal. Oh, jeez, that's like when the, the yeah, uh, they put the up, they put up this one ramp. Closed. They put up, they put up these big like you know you see on the highway when they're doing road work these big concrete barriers. Wow. Uh, and I mean it was and they were patrolling. I mean it was uh, you know and the only way you could get in you know if your boat was already on the water because see, they don't own the water but they own all the land and the access around it. Okay. So mm-hmm. if your boat was on the water, everything was fine, okay, because you were already in the water. Yeah. No one owns yeah. the water. It's public. The water's public. Uh, so, I mean, we were we were putting boats in and tying them up to, you know, goose nests or whatever to, <laughs> you know, to try to do this stuff. And, I mean, it was, oh, boy, that was a fun, that was a fun two weeks um, all over, uh, you know, but that's uh, people. I mean, that's those are all things that you know nobody oh, yeah. realizes that can go on. That's crazy. <laughs> um, is that? And in Minnesota, <laughs> the same thing happened uh, uh, six years ago in Minnesota. Uh, the whole state shut down, just the state of Minnesota, and uh, you couldn't buy a fishing license. You couldn't go to a campground. And you know, basically, it shut down too during. And it was it was really good. It only shut down during July, which is the biggest tourism season in the entire. Of the year, yeah. <laughs> and they decided for 23 days, yeah, we'll just shut her down. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was a, no, it was a disaster, is what it was. Um, yeah, because you know, I, I've got guys booked, and so I got to get them up there. And finally, the state was catching on. Because Minnesota, one of the major incomes for the entire state is tourism, um, and it, it was one of those deals where we had to, um, the state finally issued a statement that said, you know, look. <laughs> go fishing, go fishing. Yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, yeah. Mail us a check later. Um, you know, it was uh, it, it was stupid, but um, but yeah. 
So yeah, travel around. You I can't even. Stuff. Yeah, I can't even imagine what you. Have to do. I know. I know just what I try to go through to be legal in two states. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two neighboring states. Uh, yeah, two neighboring uh, states border. and I can't totally, totally different, different uh, rules. Yeah, I can't believe the rules are that much different. That's uh, oh, yeah. that's funny, but yeah. I guess you know. I mean, I guess yeah. that's just the way it is. It's. it's but I would say New York probably has more, uh, well, I don't know. Does it have more, like, uh, Coast Guard-style rules because of, like, the yes. yes. Yeah, I would think, especially yes. with St. Lawrence with the Seaway mm-hmm. and all that. And you, there's probably, and a lot of the stuff that you probably got to get doesn't even really apply to you. But you still have to no, like the test. You know, the test, I mean, I was just talking Vance through that a couple of years when he was taking it, I was like, they're going to The captain's license? Well, we, we did not have to get the captain's license, but we had to get the... Uh, it, the New York license, but they asked questions about, you know, fishing the Hudson, Hudson River and, you know, fishing the... You know, if you're fishing out for, for uh, striped bass on the, on the ocean... Fishing up in in the uh, on the St. Lawrence and you know, all all the international waterways, which was very different from Pennsylvania. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. So you have to take a test on all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I would I would need a cheat sheet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would not be. Good. I mean, my captain's license test that was the worst one of the worst weeks I've ever had. I did. I went to yeah. the whole school yeah. on that. And sat there and, and thank God that, uh, uh, you know, it was it, it was nice because I, I took it with eight guys and we all knew each other. We kind of set it up together to kind of get it over with. <laughs> and uh, that was good. But um, that was, I mean, that captain's license test, that thing's no joke. That's a, you got to, you got to, I mean, guys that get that, I mean, you got to know some stuff. And I mean, I, I, I just don't. And like I said, and most of the time it doesn't even apply to you, but um, yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of it's all, it all it all applies to the Great Lakes and and that kind of stuff, which is which is fine. And actually, now that I'm on St. Clair, it does you know it does help. But the one thing I did learn uh, during the captain's license stuff is if a if if you're sitting there and something bigger than you is coming at you, move. <laughs> that is what I took. <laughs> really, I like was the I like this. The favorite part of anybody's told me about that is like, put a mattress. Oh yeah, no, I'm on, like, on the whole. Yeah, yeah, no, I have, Mat- I have a mattress. Yes, I have a uh, a safety plan uh, that I that has to be shown um, mm-hmm. that's posted in my boat that everyone can see. And one of the things is if you spring a leak, you cover a hole with mattress. The mattress. Yep. (laughs) Cover the hole with a mattress. We talking Tempur-Pedic here, or I I don't sleep number. Sleep number. Uh, It's uh, yeah. I don't know what. uh, We all have mattresses on our boat. Mm. We all have. I I don't know about you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that you have to do. And it's basically you know to, to do water what they call international waterways, which is all the Great Lakes and stuff. You have to have a safety plan 
post it. And they and there's one, and it's not one that you have to make. You can make your own, but there's one that you can print off their website, <laughs> and it says right on it, if you have a leak, you know, you please cover the hole, and it says in parentheses, example with a mattress. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, would, would a there finger substitute? Why would a mattress Could you put your finger suck? in the hole? Yeah, that's a... <laughs> exactly. That's, that's gum, chewing gum. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those deals that I don't understand what happened with it. But you know, and again, that's one of those things where they're talking. They're clearly talking about a you know a giant cargo ship or something like that. Yes. But, yeah. You know, it's it's still. Uh, everybody has to get these, uh, get your captain's license, and you know, do you have yours? Did you have to? Do you have to get yours? No, I, 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 I have a guide license. We have a uh, pilot and engineer license. It's called. Oh, okay, that's what the test is. Mm-hmm. That you have to take. Yeah, yeah. The test is a pilot and engineer. It's everything with the captain's license except all those charts. So he's plotting. Yeah, the yeah, charts, all that, like, all, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's which I heard was a terrible part of the test, but I don't want to get it oh, because I don't need it. <laughs> and yeah, no, just raise mean, your insurance. One of those deals, <laughs> the, the chart, the chart. It's one of those things that if you, you know, maybe back in 1973 before GPS, yeah, it might have yeah. been handy. But now I would just say, why don't I look at my GPS instead of get out my yes. app and a protractor. Yes. And, uh, and your sex that's what you have yeah. to have. And it's, yeah. uh, how many, how many pages, uh, Vance? I, I think, I think our test was like 80 pages. Yeah. Pilot and engineer license. Yeah. yeah. Pilot, yeah. pilot and engineer. I think it was called. Oof. Pilot and joint engineer. Yeah. But the, the New York guide license. Yeah. Yeah. Pilot it, and joint engineer. That's yeah. a, that's a series of three or four tests. If I can remember. It's that's captain's license is that I think captain's license is seven tests. It's six or seven yeah. tests, and you have to get like each test you have. There's like a minimum you can miss. Um, yeah, and like I think sixty six. The biggest test is like a sixty question test, and you're only allowed to miss three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, on it, yep. and that's the one that is you have to know the buoys and the lights. Yeah. Uh, you have to like they like put these little circles on there with like a W, uh, Y, you know W for white, Y for yellow, uh, green and red, you know R and G, and they'll put them in different, um, they'll put them in different configurations, and you have to say in the basically they'll say you're approaching this at the starboard side and it's dark, yeah, and you see this light configuration, yeah. what is it? Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a good thing they grant. I'll tell you this much: it's a, it's a good thing they grandfather you in because it's open book after so many years. <laughs> oh, geez. yeah, this is. Uh, uh, I was this, able to pass well, with your with your captain's <laughs> license. Every five years, you have to get it renewed. Uh, yeah, with the that, that's the way that license goes in New York. Yeah, yeah, five and years, you have to take the test again, or you just pay money. No, you, you pay money and you, uh, but it's an open book test. But you can only miss, I think they sent me 25 questions and you can only miss two. Okay. And you know and you know the way they word them. I still sat on the computer for four hours to take the open book test. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, you need sure. a law degree. You need a law yeah. degree to figure out. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. And then the la- and then the last thing you get to worry about is is fishing. I'm like studying for all these tasks yeah. and the stuff out of the way. I'm like Jesus, what? <laughs> yeah. I need to get my boat ready well, and stuff. And I mean, it'd be nice to hit the yeah. water here and uh, you know try to figure something out. You got to go and and <laughs> concentrate on a you know a, a red a red buoy at nighttime. What it tells you, rather than yeah. trying to find you got a, a, you a weed line a that I'm going to cast. That involves four buoys and a and a and a, and a fog bank. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and a sailboat and a sail and a sailboat that ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bitch of it right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, I mean, it's the same. I mean, that's the same thing uh, with the cabins because the cabin thing is, you know, it's a very lucrative business for these guys that, that actually teach the test. Um, you know, we did a class. Oh, yeah. I did a seven day, seven day class um, in Minneapolis. Uh, that was, you know, there was eight of us, and it was like eight hundred bucks. Um, yeah. For the yeah. for the for the class, and then. You know, now on top of that is your, you got to have a physical, you got to have a drug test, you got to have, um, you got to get a TWIC card, transportation workers identification card. Same thing you would have to get as if you, if you drove a, a dump truck. Um, the, uh, uh, what else? Because um, there, there's a lot of hidden fees. Oh, no, it's about a $1,500. Oh, yeah. You know, ordeal. Mm-hmm. By the time you get, you know, filing fees and and uh, and all that, it's about a six month process. That's the thing. I talk to you guys that want to get their cabin's license. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> they say, well, I need to get it before summer, and it's like April. I go, yeah, you won't. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I go, you you won't. And then, and the guys that want to uh, do it without the class, I don't know how you do that. I mean, you got to be like a prodigy. Or some at buoys or mm-hmm. something to do it to do it without a class because I mean we basically learned a book a day. I mean he, I mean we went through one yeah. book a day and I was you know I hadn't been in a classroom setting in twelve years <laughs> and I was. Can you remember that? Can you remember that stuff now, Greg? If you had to take remember test. now, are you kidding? Of course I can. I am. I am <laughs> very good at this. I, you show me a buoy. I'll I could. I could. Which I way to go? I know. If I see a boat coming at me, I know to get the hell out of the way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember some of the pertinent stuff. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I mean it's too much. I don't see how they can explain. Yeah, it's too much. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. like if you don't and, do it every day. I mean, it's because I'm and not the, and the crazy you know, I have is, a license. Go ahead. The crazy ahead. thing is, people don't know. Like, like you honk twice if you're passing on the port side. And yeah, most places, if you do that, they will turn around and wave at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was an order. They don't, <laughs> or they'll flip you off. Yeah, they don't realize you're doing something. The you know, and there's all that stuff. That, that you well, have to do. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, it's silliness. <laughs> well, I know. On St. Clair, you know, you know, you, you're, you know, St. Clair is one of those things. You know, on a weekend, you could be on St. Clair in July when it's hot, and you could be on the Canadian side and it's calm. You're like, oh, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. All of a sudden, as soon as you hit that border into the U.S., you would have swore a tornado had went through right before yeah. you got there. <laughs> Because all the power boats are partying on that side. And if you do it anywhere near this thing they call Jobby Nooner, which is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, 
<laughs> you will die, pretty much. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, because no one knows if you've got the green, you know, you know, you always go yeah. to the yeah. right. Somebody's yeah. coming from yeah. the right. You go there. You try to do that with, you know, with a guy in a yeah. you know, 30 foot scarab blasting <laughs> dead rock and he's on his yeah. cocktail. They yeah. have no clue. He's a captain. He's a captain. <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. That a boy. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's that I mean, and it's stuff like that that you just, you know, it's, a lot of it is you just just don't die. That's what I learned. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Move. Just don't get out. Just run, run into somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he's bigger than you, move. Yeah. Uh, move. <laughs> not. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. And even like St. Clair, you know, uh, like night fishing, you know, if you, you know, going out at night. I, I night fished a ton in Minnesota. I used to night fish. I mean, I was a vampire for many, many a year out there, and uh, I don't do it, you know, you know, a, a portion, a fraction, as much as I used to. And we, uh, you know, it, it's really tough at night for guys that don't night fish, especially on a body of water like St. Clair. For any body of water that's got a lot of lights on the shoreline, it's awful mm-hmm. because you, when you're driving at night, you can't see. You know, you can't tell. Depth perception is out the window because, yeah. you know, seeing a boat with a red and green light and a white, you know, and a white uh, light in the back looks just like, you know, the stoplight at, at Nine Mile and, you know, Jefferson. <laughs> you, know, from a you cannot tell. So, I mean, that's, that's something you got to watch for, too, when you're out there driving. And none of that's on the test except for, you know, if you see a sailboat mm-hmm. around the gas. Uh, yeah, you know, that yeah. none of that stuff is. And, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's, we're sitting here and, you know, lamenting and complaining, but it's still a pretty fun job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. But, uh, but no, hopefully, uh, hopefully this year will be good and everybody will get booked up. You said you're starting to get some stuff going there for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Getting the schedule. We opened up, up the, uh, just, yeah, the open schedule up. That's, uh, I just, that seems like everybody's kind of done that now. It seems like you're getting the calls early and then the shows. Are you doing any new shows mm-hmm. this year? No, I mean, as far as I know, we're just going to do the, uh, Ohio show. Mm-hmm. Greg Thomas, Tony Grant. The greatest show on, the great, greatest show on earth. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're going to do that <laughs> one and we're going to do the Musky Max. Musky uh, Max. Okay. That's been a good show out there. Yeah. Sean and uh, Todd have done a, done a good. I think Todd's going to come to uh, Ohio this year. Um, oh really? Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think he told uh, he's supposed to let us know uh, uh, this week. So I'm pretty sure that they're coming. Now that I say that, he probably isn't. Uh, but he, you know, <laughs> all everything was all good to go. So I'm pretty sure he's going to try to try to come out there. Um, and do it. So we're getting, you know, we're getting several guys. Um, I know Dale, you know, with you guys is going to come out there. I know Dale's doing a, uh, I think he did really good last year out there. He sold, uh, yeah. sold quite a few baits and uh, all the but guys, eight lures. From, uh, <laughs> what now? He what sold all but eight lures. He sold all, but all eight? his baits, but eight lures. Yeah. Eight. Oh my gosh. Well, that's, that doesn't nice. shock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got uh, the guy from Supernatural, the Headlocks. They're coming back. 
Um, nice. They're going to do the show again. I'm just trying to think some of the guys you might know that uh, are coming back this year. We got some new vendors too uh, out there. Thorns will be there again. We're kind of setting them up in the middle of the room instead of having them along that wall. They're going to be in a square in the middle of the room to kind of make the room look bigger um, where guys can come in yeah. and shop from different angles. And, and uh, yeah, no, it should be uh, it should be uh, it should be pretty good. Um, hopefully, you know, we have good weather. That's the biggest thing there. Hopefully it doesn't snow a foot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that would yeah. be, uh, that would be, uh, that would be, would really help. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's going to be a good show. I know Rick Lax is coming back. So we'll have a bunch of mounts and stuff there for people to see. Um, he'll have a nice display for everybody. And, uh, it should be, a, it, you know, it should be a good show and we're hoping that to get as many, you know, get a lot of people there. That it seems like that show. You don't get a, a giant crowd, but you get people that are looking to buy stuff. You know, they can't buy. Um, you know, they, it's not like they can run down to Cabela's and buy. You know, what they need. They're, they've got like a certain number of things that they can get there, but to find the little specialty stuff and the niche stuff, they can't. Uh, they can't seem to get it. I agree. And that's what. And that's where that show kind of really comes into play and I think it helps guys get the, the little stuff that they can't find uh, they can't find anywhere else yeah. but hopefully it'll be good hopefully yeah. and hopefully the road rules thing there we got uh, Vance you coming up to that and uh, that should be good there in Butler and hopefully get a nice little crowd for that like I said if you guys can if you know any veterans that would want to come or our guys in the military they get it free this year and you know, just anybody we can get. We're always looking to get a good uh, crowd there. We're going to be in, uh, we're actually going to be in Eastern PA the night before. We're going to be in Lehigh Valley. I don't even know where that's at, um, but I'm going to be there. Uh, where we're going to be the, the New Jersey, the Penn, um, the three, three Muskies Inc. chapters over there, um, the Nittany Valley, yeah. the Penn, Penn Jersey, and then I think it's just the New Jersey chapter. Uh, all three of them are coming together, and we're going to do one over there. Um, Tony just said we're going to Philadelphia. I said yes, and <laughs> I have no idea how far away that is. <laughs> I have no idea where it is to Butler. I have no idea. How far is that to Butler? Five or six even, miles. That's a long way. <laughs> Five or six <laughs> hours. Yeah, six, Five hours. Or six, uh, six hours. Oh, that should be fun after <laughs> leaving. Well, oh, we'll get there at a night. About midnight. I live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I've been there twice. I have no oh, urge good. of going. I've been there once. It's, it's on the other side of the state. <laughs> oh, good. I'm sure it's beautiful late January. That's yeah. probably going to be nice. <laughs> no, chance be of a, no chance of a snowstorm there. That'd no. be good. <laughs> but Tony, he's yeah. always such a good driver at night. Yeah, uh, make sure you so guys hit me. your, you know, put the... The hit, you know, close the hitch, put the ball, you know, make sure, make sure that the ball's, ball's in the hitch before yeah. you close it. No, remember that what story. Kind of idiot? What kind of moron would do that? I that mean, is... <laughs> the thing is, is it can be done if you drive responsibly, not like 80 or 90 on the highway. <laughs> that, Looking at an iPad, that and was by far one time. of the funniest things. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the sad thing was, it was the second time I had done it last year. Well, well let's, let's, wrap this, <laughs> let's wrap up this podcast the first with time that I was story. Driving to Chicago. Oh gosh! Uh, Tell us both stories, and we're going to wrap this up here. Well, we well driving to Chicago. We just got this new trailer. We're so proud of our new trailer. We put stickers on it. 
Everything was going good. We meet, we loaded up, we had everything that we needed in it. For the first time, we didn't have the entire truck loaded down where I was sitting on something or, uh, you know, had a fishing rod going up my nose driving down the road. And we, we actually looked. We actually looked like we weren't from Eastern Kentucky, and we 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 get about two hours down the road, and Tony is just keeps going. Well, it just sounds like something's not hooked up back there, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> we'll, we'll see when we get in Chicago. <laughs> Fine, don't you worry too much. And uh, so we pull off at a gas station or something, and he goes back there, and again. Somehow I had put it on, and, and I don't, I call it a bad design. <laughs> you put that thing on there, it looks like it's on, but it ain't. You got to, when you, it was just setting on the tongue, uh, just like it was when we got up to PA. And the only reason we picked it out in PA was when I was rolling my cart out, the whole trailer tipped up. And uh, all of the truck. And I wondered why it moved. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would have never known if it would have been double axle. The single axle, that's what gave it away because you can tip it. Oh, my um, gosh. But, yeah, that one we drove, that was a good five and a half, six hours through the mountains that we, that we did that going fast. You, you do realize uh, how lucky you were. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> well. I've, I, over the years of everything I've had, he has been very lucky and unlucky. Yeah. Oh, I've, I went through it both. I've launched my boat off of a wrecker four times. I've had a wrecker launch my boat four times. Uh, I've had 24 deer hits <laughs> lifetime, 24 deer hits. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I've had everything. Tires flying off. Uh, oh yeah. I remember axles. that one. Axles breaking. I had one tire fly off. Well, the, well, I, I've I've pulled into gas stations four times, no, three times, with a dual axle trailer and only had three tires. <laughs> and none of the time, <laughs> I knew that I only had three tires. And so none of the time. <laughs> that is something. Yeah. All of them at night, all of them not knowing that there was three. I, and I still, I have no idea where the tires went. No clue. <laughs> Don't know when they came off. Not a clue. Probably when the only like time the... I know when one came off is it jumped the median and it hit a car going in the other lane. Oh my, oh my gosh. God. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's because I had a single axle trailer and <laughs> the sparks yeah, gave it away. <laughs> What the sparks gave it <laughs> yeah, away? That, that, the sparks, sparks gave it away. Gave it away. Well, here, I mean, I'm like, I was young. I was, I was. That was my first year. I was living in Wisconsin, so that would have been 2000. That would have been 2000. You're trying the crash liner. Oh, I was just, no. I just got that Triton. Oh, the I Triton, yeah, Triton yeah, for yeah. one year. For one year, it was the Christina boat. Don't ever buy a Triton. I want to do my PSA for people right now. Don't buy a Triton trailer. It was by far the most horrible thing in the world. It was terrible. And that's, that thing, that's just because it only had two tires on it, though, right? It only had two tires, and it was, it only had. If well, one comes no, off, you're in trouble. That day, it had one tire. Uh, because I'm driving down the road, everything's going great. 
and I'm driving down the road, and I'm in Illinois. There's not a hill in Illinois. There's not a bump in Illinois. Illinois is flat. <laughs> and I'm going through Illinois, and I feel a bump. And I look in the rearview mirror. My tire is gone. I'm seeing sparks. And, again, it's all happening. You think it's going on in your head. It's going on for five minutes. And it's, in reality, it's, it's 20 seconds. 30 seconds, and I just see the tire jump the median. I'm going south. Uh, it jumps the median somehow, and it gets in the northbound lane, and all I see is metal and glass oh go flying in the air. I'm like, this ain't, this, this ain't good. It ain't like I can leave the scene. People are going to know this. You're just going to unhook the trailer and go. Yeah, just I don't know what happened. Wasn't me. Uh, and I go, was mine. So I, and so I'm I'm over there. So then I get out of my truck because I see this. I'm like, there is a dead person in that car. Oh my so I, you know, I'm looking like Frogger trying to jump through the interstate, <laughs> not get hit myself. You shouldn't have parked and, on the right side. You should have parked on the left side of the highway. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what happened over there. I was just stopping to help. Uh, <laughs> it's uh. So I go over there, and it was this elderly couple, and uh, the the guy gets out of the car, and I'm like, oh, sir, I'm sorry, and I, well, then his wife gets out, and I really wish I had had a little, I wish, I wish I would have known before she got out of the car, but she gets out, and one of her eyes is looking at me, the other one is looking at the cornfield. Oh. It is... <laughs> I, I and I'm thinking I have literally knocked this woman's eye out, oh my and I'm God. like, oh man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I and I I swear, uh, this is exact this verbatim what the guy said. He goes, he goes, oh, she's fine. She's looked that way ever since we've been married. Oh my God! <laughs> I go, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so we're good. So I, I'm glad you can't see. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you that that, that you good. naturally look. But insane. no, this, that was uh, yeah, that was my. But that boat, that boat. Uh, was, I had another time that the uh, leaf springs broke. Uh, I've had well, I've had the leaf springs break three times on boats. Once in downtown Detroit. Uh, oh. Yeah, that was bad. That was two years ago. Um, Just keep broke going. Broke way down in downtown Detroit. Um, I had to call a wrecker. It's 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 a quarter to midnight. I'm almost to Mike's where I stay up out there. I think it's great. Again, I hear a bump. I felt a bump. There ain't no bumps. And I look back there. <laughs> it's everything's leaning sideways. Tire is wobbling real weird. So I get off it. So I had to call a wrecker. Of course, you're in downtown Detroit. You ask for a wrecker. They're thinking you're driving a, a you know, a Pinto. Uh, you can't, yeah. nobody can pull a boat, you know, with a wreck or, or loaded up on there. Finally got a hold of a guy with a flatbed. He said, okay, I'm coming. It's been an hour goes by. He calls me. The wrecker broke down. I had to call a wrecker for the wrecker and oh then God. get another wrecker for me. <laughs> Finally at 5 a.m., I get to bed. And then finding, the only thing bad about Rangers, I mean, there's Ranger trailers are pretty bad about if something breaks. A lot of times they don't break, but if they do break, they're very special. They have a lot of specialty parts. So if you're in a pinch trying to find one of them, good luck. 
because they are, that's why right now I carry four hubs. I carry a floor jack. I carry everything to change a hub. I carry everything with me that I can change a trailer tongue. I carry an extra jack with me, a trailer jack. I have a complete trailer pit crew in the back of my truck at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have everything, everything that is needed to where I can be up and going again within an hour and a half. Because with Ranger, and I don't know if all bolt companies are like this, but everything is very specialized. You can't just, like, if you blow a hub on a Ranger, you can't just go down the, to Billy Bob's trailer down the street and get a hub. Because um, they don't make it. Uh, there's one person that makes it. And I guarantee you, he ain't by you. When you break it out. Um, you got everything specially ordered. <laughs> and that's what's, that's what's, that's what's fun about it. So I can go on all night about trailer problems. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're an, we're an hour and 40 into this. so. Oh, my God. You guys talk too much. I know. I just I felt bad. We didn't even let you get a word in edgewise. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I'm glad, I was glad we could do this. Let's do this again. Maybe a uh, little bit uh, uh, later in the month or so if we can do some stuff. With, you know, I'd like to bring up road rules and stuff again if I can. So. Anytime, I'd like to do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you on here. You know, it's show season. It, it's good to, you know, you're going to be a busy guy. You didn't get to, you know, do your web page that you needed to do or your brochure, not yet at least. Yeah, hopefully. No, I, I got plenty of time. I shoot. I'm I'm good to go. I, I drink coffee, so we're good. <clears throat> Perfect. I'll be up a while tonight. Nice. All right. So, Greg, tell them where to check check you out. All right, you can find me at BattleTheBeast.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook. I do a lot of stuff there. Uh, you can look me up under Greg Thomas. You can look me up. And Greg with two Gs, uh, G-R-E-G-G-T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, you can also look me up on Instagram if you want to look at pictures. Um, I put up a lot of neat shots uh, of muskies and kind of some of the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, it's at, uh, at fish. Greg Thomas on Instagram, and uh, you can, you know, muskyroadrules.com, ohiomuskyshow.com, and some I didn't even mention, southernmuskyfest.com, the only sports show that geared, uh, you know, in the in the deep south that we did last year that uh, we had a we had a good show at and going to do again this year. So hopefully we get to talk about that some other time. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So, uh Please, please support Boss Shad, St. Croix Rods, Wiley Lures, Fat Easy Musky Products, and uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check out Vance and Todd. They'll take you around, get some fish, just like Greg does. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>